1: Hey, folks, Tony Segreto here. What if I told you you could go to a great restaurant, feel completely safe because their COVID protocol is unmatched, have an amazing meal, have a great time. When the bill comes, you won't get sticker shock. You're going to say that's too good to be true. No, it's not. Because I'm talking about Texas Roadhouse. Great family atmosphere, great atmosphere for a couple, great atmosphere if you just want to go by yourself and watch a game and have the coldest beer in town. And while you're doing that, have the best bread in town. All at Texas Roadhouse. Everything you get there is fresh every day and made sure it's served at your table, hot and ready to go. And the best part is you don't get sticker shock because the prices are amazing. Texas Roadhouse.
2: Play the ponies in style at Champions, the outstanding simulcasting room at beautiful Highly Apart. Yes, the grand old lady of thoroughbred racing has never been more vibrant, and you can wager on the races from the top tracks around the country while enjoying a cocktail at the Brass Rail Bar or any of the fine food served throughout the facility. If poker is your game, you're covered in style, and you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette, in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play. When you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Highly Apart. Hey, it's Mike Mayo, the Gambling Gourmet, here for my friends over at Shenanigans Sports Pub. It's a great place to go to take in a game, a good meal, and a couple of drinks. My friend Patrick, he's been doing it a long time and he's got two locations. West Side is right across from TY Park in Hollywood. And then the East Side location is at 1300 South Federal Highway in Dania Beach. Shenanigans is the place for wings, burgers, barbecue, fresh fish, anything you want, drink specials, late-night dining, outdoor dining. It is the place to go family-friendly. Go to Shenanigans and tell them the Gambling Gourmet sent you. Destination Sport Miami is here to revolutionize the sports landscape in South Florida. The largest indoor multifaceted sports complex in North America is on the way. With distinguished leaders of its various sports programs and unparalleled access to the finest indoor training fields and facilities, Destination Sport Miami will set South Florida apart as the destination of choice for elite athletic training and development and for its dedication to youth programs and sports on all levels. A phenomenal concept and a powerful undertaking, Destination Sport Miami will also be an important commodity in the sports business community as well. Destination Sport Miami, its time has come. He should have stuck with Banana 51 Y2000. That story in a moment. Buy or lease a Taos and take it to the house at Deal Volkswagen. Anna and her team make your next VW purchase or lease so easy with new inventory rolling in daily and the biggest selection of certified pre-owned vehicles in the business. You can make your deal online at dealvolkswagen.com or visit the beautiful showroom in the classic location, 3601 Bird Road, right in the heart of the Gables. Or give Anna and the team at Deal a call at 305 448 DEEL. Jettas, Passats, Tiguans, Atlas models, and the hottest vehicle in the industry, the new Taos, all at unbeatable prices and all ready to roll off the showroom floor at the number one Volkswagen dealership around, Deal Volkswagen. When former Raiders head coach John Gruden was a commentator on Monday Night Football, you loved listening to the games largely because you never knew what he was going to say next not exactly Al DeRogatis, Gruden did have a knack for guiding fans through a game with a certain insight most color analysts seem to lack today. The penchant for making each play seem like a technical masterpiece, regardless of how simplistic it might appear to the viewer, has made those who have followed in Gruden's footsteps as announcers as insufferable as most of the Monday night games themselves, with the marquee matchups no longer a priority for the ESPN nighttime package. Whether it's a vapid Brian Greasy or the non-stop schlubbering of Lewis Riddick, the Boogermobile, or the ponderous proclamations of Jason Witten, the analyst chair on the Monday Night Telecast, has been a disaster since Gruden decided to leave that position and get back into coaching. Until early this year, it appeared Gruden's decision to leave the cozy confines of the announcer's booth for the much more cruel reality of an NFL sideline was, except for the money, also a huge mistake. Gruden's first three years with the Raiders were hardly going to make the voters reconsider his Hall of Fame status, and after getting off to a hot start this season, unfortunately for Gruden, Hall of Shame seems to be a more appropriate consideration. To be fair, most of us have likely written something that could later prove to be embarrassing in an email, tweet, or text. Scrutinized years later and without context, there are many debatable elements in holding a person accountable for statements made that were not meant for public consumption. That being said, however, there was little wiggle room for Gruden's escape from statements that looked like they may have been ghostwritten by John Rocker. The general belief here is who cares what some hillbilly reliever thinks about the LGBT movement or his characterization of people who ride the New York subway system. But with Gruden in a position of authority in a league that has been plagued by diversity issues, the look is not pretty. It's ironic, as the great Phil Mushnick of the New York Post constantly reminds us that NFL commissioner Roger Goodell would hardly be inclined to read the lyrics to the songs of the rappers he embraces in any public setting, much less to his own children. The lineup for this year's Super Bowl halftime show has gone well beyond the standards of good taste when it comes to viewpoints on women, violence, and race, while operating under the wide-open canvas of art. Gruden's email declarations would make most of the stuff Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre have written in song sound more like they came from Donnie and Marie. But the tone and content of Gruden's emails served as a scathing indictment of the league's attempts to cosmetically address issues of equality, acceptance of so-called alternative lifestyles, and race. So it's sayonara to a guy who in many ways was one of the standout faces in the league's history. Even the rebellious Raider Nation had to be a little red-faced as Gruden appeared to spare no one in expressing the very kind of bigotry the league has fought to sweep under the rug since its inception. Jeff DeForest for the DeForest Fox. That's stupid. We're smart, and we want respect. That's why we bring on gentlemen like this to add a dose of intellect to an otherwise bozoic show. Uh, I'm Jeff DeForest. He's Mike Luby-Lubitz, 940 wins, 1230 The Zone, Around the World on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, this gentleman authored so much brilliance when it comes to the sporting world. We welcome to the show John Feinstein. First of all, how are you, John? Now, what aren't you doing? We may as well get into your projects here uh, right away because uh, you keep busy, my friend.
0: Well, I, I. good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Luby. It's good to talk good morning, to you guys. Great. Thank you for having me on. And if I'm bringing a dose of intellect to the show, you really are in trouble. I will say that.
2: <laughs> I can assure you that's a
3: fact, my it's friend. True. <laughs> the best way to kick off your day is with Defo plus Luby. We now return to the Defoe Show.
2: once again everybody great to be with you here on i on channel our new location for the depot show with mike luby lubitz and uh always a pleasure to welcome this gentleman to the program as we said uh, author of and it is true collectively i don't think we've read as many books as this man has written the great john feinstein joins us here (laughs) season on the brink a brilliant title for a book of course that involved uh, following indiana basketball and bobby Knight, uh, a very rough year and uh, it was a tremendous uh, sports undertaking, the kind of thing that really brought the fans into the game. And I guess, John, and welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us here in, in our new venture on ION Channel. And uh, I guess if uh, you were going to revise the title, you could easily have written this uh, once again about one of your favorite organizations in sport, the Washington football team.
0: I would, I would, uh, good morning, Jeff, and good morning. It good, morning, good to talk to you guys, as yes. always. Um I, I don't think season on the brink would try quite capture it. I, I think it would be 20 years over the brink. Uh, because they, because it, it's, they become a parody uh, of themselves. and It's funny, but it's not funny. The fact that the NFL is covering up for Dan Snyder, which it is, it didn't allow the attorney that – Snyder first hired, and then they took over the investigation, allegedly, um, to even produce a written report. What what, what kind of investigation doesn't end with somebody handing over a written report for the God knows how much money she and her law firm were paid, um, and now they're saying they won't release any more of the emails after the Gruden emails and the Jeff Pash emails leaked. I mean, this team even screwed up retiring a guy's number yeah. this past week. I mean, they, they retired <laughs> Sean Taylor's number, and most people in town, not even cynics like me, think that they announced it on Thursday because they were trying to deflect all the bad publicity. Yep. And even with that announcement and and the fact that they were playing one of the best teams in the league, regardless of record, with a uh, past MVP and Super Bowl champion quarterback Patrick Mahomes, they drew an announced 50,000. And that tells you just how turned off Washington fans are by this entire team, not just the on-field performance, which is, of course, what people care about most, but just the whole atmosphere created by Dan Snyder and his various minions.
2: It led to the end, you would have to think, of John Gruden's coaching career. I doubt we would see him resurface as an analyst although i really uh, never understood exactly what banana y2000 was uh, and some of the terminology he used but it didn't matter uh, he was kind of entertaining on tv but at that time who knew that he had john rocker ghostwriting his emails
0: yeah I, and you know what the, the, what's really sad jeff is that we all know he's not the only one he was just the yeah. only one dumb enough to put him in 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 team in in emails that could be found uh, most emails can be found, as we all know, um, and and multiples, you know, not just one dumb comment. I mean, one dumb dumb comment. Be, you can sort of I, I don't know what I was thinking that day. I was tired, frustrated, angry, drunk. You take your pick. Um, <laughs> but the fact that there's a whole trail of these and the same thing with Jeff Pash to Bruce Allen. And let's also remember who Bruce Allen is, his brother, George Allen uh was a senator from Virginia which doesn't say much for Virginia um but uh he had a confederate flag Definitely. on the wall in his senate office and he he not only was for the Washington team nickname he made fun of native americans so um uh, again this is this is who who Dan Snyder surrounds himself with i mean he's been consistent with that and now this whole thing well Tanya's now running the team oh please <laughs> I mean, really? (laughs) And she gave she's given one interview since she became the so-called co-CEO, and it was with Adam Schefter. I mean, the toughest question Adam Schefter has ever asked anybody is, "Where will the sun rise tomorrow?" (laughs) And he lobbed one softball after another at her, and she still couldn't handle it.
3: That's great. Well, John, I want to ask you because, and we are talking with the one and only John Feinstein. I. New work, like Defoe talks about every time we talk to him, and we're lucky to talk to him pretty often. He has a new book coming out. Well, another one coming out in November, so we'll talk more about that with you now and in the future, John. But you said a lot of people have presumed this was – they threw Gruden under the bus to let Washington and Dan Snyder off the hook. Is that the case? Because to me it feels like finally this is just the beginning. If they found this in 600,000 emails, what the heck else is there? Like To me, it, it seems like well, finally exactly. Snyder and Washington football team and organization will finally come home to roost. Or am I wrong?
0: Well, I don't know about coming home to roost uh, because let's remember this is a white good old boys club. Um, there's a couple of women who are owners, also white, also very rich. There, there's one uh, owner in Jacksonville who did not grow up in this country, but came here when he was 16 and gave a million dollars to Donald Trump's inauguration fund. So let's remember who he is. <laughs> um, this is who these people are. And they also know that Snyder is litigious as hell. And that if they force him to sell, which they can do oh, wow. under uh, the NFL bylaws, um, he's gonna he's gonna sue everybody. And he's gonna start, uh, you know, saying crazy things about what other owners have done some of which might very well be true, um, and they don't want that. They're hoping to sweep this under the rug. I don't think they can at this point. I think the the, the leaked emails that have come out about Gruden, about Jeff Pash, I mean, Jeff Pash is like the number two guy in the NFL office. Oh, and he's palling around on email with, with Bruce Allen for years. Um, I, I don't know how they can they can sweep this under the rug, but they're sure as hell gonna try. And, and the other thing we now know, uh, is that Roger Goodell is a completely empty suit. Um, an empty suit making 44 million bucks a year. Um, I would be, I would, I would wear an empty suit for that. Um, but, but ever since the Ray Rice thing happened, uh, he has become again, someone who you can't trust with anything. I mean, that whole, you know, pseudo apology to Colin Kaepernick. When it was obvious that Kaepernick wasn't going to play any more football, um, was it was it, it was it was it was Saturday Night Live stuff.
2: <laughs> the great John Feinstein with us here on Ion Channel, and so happy to have him with us. Uh, of course, he's been all over this uh, business with the Washington Football Team, formerly the Washington Redskins, for a long, long time. Ever since, and uh, this is not bitterness, though. Th- these are. Uh, Sincere observations it has nothing to do with the fact that you, uh, at one time had your press pass revoked by the Redskins, uh, yep. because of some unfavorable, uh, no, they things never that you said about pr- the organization. They,
0: they never revoked my press pass. Uh, uh Bob Knight in Indiana did. No, that sort of
3: thing. I was never, I was
0: never <laughs> was denied shot. access to that stadium. I <laughs> wish they <laughs> would deny me access to that
2: stadium. <laughs> You'd be better off. Yeah, uh I, I read mean, through about three hundred forty-seven thousand. Go, yeah, going go right, I could say,
0: "Oh, geez, I'd love to," but they won't let me in. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I've read through about three hundred forty-seven thousand uh, of the uh, emails uh, that uh, were included in the six hundred and fifty. And um, it, it is fascinating that so little came out. You, you mentioned Jeff Pash, who, of course, is leading these NFL investigations and uh, was the uh, main guy there uh, trying to figure out what was going wrong with the uh, Redskins organization and some of the uh, incendiary things that, that they might have done. But uh, having Jeff Pash conduct these uh, investigations is it not like having Jose Suleiman back in the day assigning the judges <laughs> for a WBC yeah. championship fight.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you can make a, any analogy. It, 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 was, it, it was if you go back to the great cover ups of our lifetime, yeah. uh, it, it, it was when Nixon initially was appointing you know, special prosecutors to investigate Watergate. And then when they actually started to do their job, especially in the case of Archibald Cox, he fired them. No, 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 no. <laughs> you're not supposed to actually investigate me. You know, and, and, and that's what we've got going on here. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, I, I've got, you know, I wrote a column about all this last week, and a number of lawyers, because as we know, lawyers are always smarter than the rest of us. I say this as someone who comes from a family of lawyers. Um, you right, well, don't you understand Beth Wilkinson, under attorney-client privilege, can't reveal uh, the, what's in these emails, can't reveal what, what would be in her report. Well, if you're going to be gagged that way, And Beth Wilkinson has a great reputation in DC, by the way. She does. But if you're, if your client is going to gag you that way and you're supposedly doing an investigation, this isn't a defense. This isn't everyone is entitled to a defense attorney thing. This is an investigation of a multi-billion dollar organization. And if you're being told that you're going to be gagged, why don't you just walk away? Why don't you say, no, 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 I'm supposed to be, this is supposed to be transparent. This is supposed to be reported to the public, you know the 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 DeflateGate investigation, the entire thing, nine million pages or whatever it was, was released by the NFL, because all it said ultimately was Tom Tom Brady deflated footballs. This obviously says a hell of a lot more than that somebody deflated footballs, and the NFL is covering up, the Washington football team is covering up, and Beth Wilkinson by. Not, you know, responding to any media requests and clearly being gagged and allowing herself to be gagged is also covering up.
2: Now, many people would say, and, uh, you know, John Gruden obviously did not expect these uh, uh, messages that he was sending to Bruce Allen to uh, ever be uh, for uh, public consumption. And many people would say, hey, who hasn't sent out a text uh, where they said something that if – possibly with no context behind it, uh, would be enough uh, in this cancel culture to get you fired from a job. But um, this does seem to go much deeper than that. Uh, what, what is your feeling, John Feinstein, about this sort of thing, though, where uh, maybe you had sent uh, somebody uh, in your circle of uh, friends or acquaintances or, uh, or uh, contemporaries uh, a message and you were just joking around and then uh, later on it maybe pops up and and people are scrutinizing it uh, as if uh, you meant uh, it in, in all sincerity.
0: Well, a couple couple things. And, I, I, again, I, I come from a background of reporting where um, I, I don't use anonymous quotes. I think they've become a crutch for a lot of people in the media um, where they allow people to criticize or take shots at, at someone. I mean, I hate these stories, you know, where expatriates. Criticize criticized Bill Belichick from stuff that went on 10 years ago. Who the hell cares? <laughs> um, but, but, but more to the point, um, I, I can speak for myself and say I've never sent out a text or an email anywhere close to what John Gruden was sending out. And it wasn't just one either. Let's remember that. Like I said earlier, if it had been just one, he probably would have apologized and survived. Um, but it wasn't just one. And, and he got everybody. He got blacks. He got women. He got gays. Uh, he, he Probably the reason he had to go was because he called the commissioner a name uh, or a couple of names. And we can't yeah. have that. Um, and, and, of course, what he said about him was, was not fair. Um, but it, it, it's a pattern. It, it's a pattern. Sure, we all make mistakes. Jeez, just ask my wife. <laughs> um, but – but it it but the point is it, it it's a pattern and the other thing is I, I, a guy um whose name I won't mention here but people in well people aren't listening in Washington but um took some shots at me in an email to a friend and um uh, another guy a guy on a radio show I go on regularly here in DC mistakenly thought it was a tweet and read it on the air oh. and it was it was, uh. it was Really insulting, and but I didn't care because I don't respect the guy who had who had sent the email. But he came up to me a few weeks later and said, "You know, that was never supposed to be public. You know, and I'm sorry." And I said, "Well, so it's okay then to talk behind my back, yeah. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> you know, at least if you if you feel that way, have the guts to say it to me, say it yeah. publicly, say it to my face, whatever. But you know, you're sneaking around sending emails to your buddies, going ha ha ha." Um, so I respect that even less than if you said it publicly. If, you know, Tony Dungy got a lot of criticism because he said that he would not have drafted Michael Sam if he was still running a football team. And, he, and he, he, he said, it's not because I think someone who's gay shouldn't get a chance. It's because I wouldn't want to deal with a circus atmosphere that would have accompanied him to training camp. And Tony got attacked for that. And, you know, probably to some degree he deserved it. But I, I think in context, you understand what he was saying. But it, but he said it publicly. He said, come on, if you disagree with me, that's fine. But he, here's how I feel. Well, Gruden is, is saying this, you know, in quote unquote, in private by sending emails to his buddy, uh, Bruce Allen. And I'll, I'll also guarantee you that Bruce Allen didn't write back and say, oh, no, John, how can you say something yeah. like that? I guarantee you, he completely went along with it.
2: Luby and I, and I would imagine uh, maybe you did too, John Feinstein, take a certain level of comfort uh, in the fact that Gruden seemed to have spared the Jews. And <laughs> <laughs> you said that. that was about you said it. <laughs>
0: as far as we know. Exactly. As as, you know, that's why we need to get the rest of the emails. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll have to read the other 300,000 or so if they uh, ever become uh, public. Uh,
0: all right, on yeah, another
1: subject, we're talking with the
2: uh, brilliant author, 000. sportscaster, and uh, th- this guy's done just about everything, uh, writing children's books. I mean, just uh, re- really uh, as versatile as it gets uh, when it comes to uh, putting out great things that people can be inspired by. Uh, John Feinstein on the ION channel. Um, if you wanted to alienate the British, I, I-, I guess the Tea Party was one thing. Mm-hmm and a revolution, uh, you know, obviously uh, what was a uh, great success for uh, the people here in the United States of America. But uh, what, is this just adding insult to injury to, to send them the Miami Dolphins and the Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> for a game? I mean, Shakespeare literally is rolling over in his grave as we speak.
0: You know, I, I, it's interesting because for some reason the AP no longer – runs the attendance figures and its box scores with any consistency some might have them others don't <laughs> i was looking to see what the attendance was yesterday you guys may know cuz you're there in miami it was packed but i i saw empty seats okay and uh, and not like empty seats here in Washington, you know, where where the, the somebody uh, offered me free tickets to a Washington game recently, and I said, well, how much do I have to pay to get out if I go? <laughs> um, but, but, they, but, you know, it, it, the fact that they're only playing two games over there, uh, I, I think, you know, for years Goodell was talking about putting a team there, yep. and that seems to have died out. Now they're talking about maybe playing games in Germany, because the poor Germans haven't been exposed to this stuff.
1: Um,
0: and, you know, and, and of course, if you watch the game, I did watch some of the game because it was on in the morning and I turned it on in the fourth quarter, and it was close. And uh, if, you, if, you, if you watch games on TV, every game is the greatest game ever played. Yep. You know, and this is, a, this is a game between a 1-4 and team and an 0-5 team. You would have thought it was the Super Bowl. Uh, if you were watching it. The other thing, I don't know if you guys watched much of the Cowboys and Patriots yesterday, but if, if you shut your eyes and did know the score and just listened to Tony Romo, you would think the Cowboys were winning 50 to nothing and would never lose <laughs> game. I mean, go back, you're not going to go back and listen to the tape, but every play was genius was, you know, they're so good. This is the greatest offense I've ever seen. Look, Dak Prescott's terrific. Don't get me wrong. But holy Hannah. Um, it, it, you know, if I was a Patriots fan watching that game, and I'm not, um, I'm not a Cowboys fan either, but if I was a Patriots fan watching that game, I'd be throwing rocks at the TV. So this, the game went overtime. And you would have thought, that, as I said, that the Cowboys were winning 50 to nothing. <laughs>
2: i didn't get a chance to uh, catch the sound i was actually uh, traveling yesterday and I, I did see the tail end of the game uh, which uh, from an excitement standpoint was absolutely oh, yeah. brilliant Terrific. would yeah. you like to have posed the first question at the belichick post-game press conference john feinstein
0: <laughs> <laughs> one of the re- there are two reasons why i almost never ask post press conference oh. questions one is the, the first one, the more important one, is I, I don't want to share a good answer exactly. with my colleagues. I usually think, not always, but usually think I can get the guy in a hallway or something afterwards and ask that question. Um, most of the time I can Sometimes, you know, when you're on deadline at the Final Four or something, you can't. The second reason is because I don't want to get – I don't want someone biting my head off. I've had my <laughs> head bitten off on a few occasions. Although the, the best exchange I think I ever had in a press conference was years ago, uh, Mike Sashevsky was having a press conference and, and it was, it was, it was the day before an NCAA tournament round. And, you know, the NCAA, a lot of people have these silly rules where they want you to identify yourself when you yep. stand up to ask yep. a question. Who yep. the hell cares? <laughs> but I, I stood up and I said, I said, John Feinstein, Duke Chronicle. And without missing a beat, Krzyzewski said, you're not good enough to write for them. <laughs>
1: <That's>
2: <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> we had a guy down here, uh, and uh, yeah, a bit of an obscure guy, uh, known locally. Uh, his, uh, his name was Alan Bardo, and uh, he used to pose the first question at every... Post-game Dolphin press conference loss, and asked Don Shula, C- "Can you possibly be satisfied with the fact that you didn't cover the point spread uh, in this game?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> Did
1: he
3: really?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Shula, you know, would Shula Even if he won the hey, ball game, can you be satisfied with a win, no cover, and so you, uh, you know, it, it, point spread? <laughs> it was, really it, it was you like, you to tell you
0: a great Shula story because yeah. it says a lot about who Shula sure. was. Uh, in 1983, when Washington went to their second straight Super Bowl under Joe Gibbs, it was the year they ended up losing to the Raiders 34-7 or something. But obviously, you know, the entire, back in those days, the entire city stopped when Washington was in a Super Bowl and every one of us on the post staff had to write a Super Bowl story for a special section because they, you know, they sold ads out to Wazoo for it. So I was assigned to write a story in the middle of college basketball season, which annoyed the hell out of me, um, about Super Bowl coaches and how they had won. Whether Lombardi wasn't around, but Don Shula, John Madden, uh, uh, not Weeb Eubank, i think he had passed away—but you know, four or five Super guys who'd won Super Bowls. So I got Shula on the phone, and uh, he said, "What can I do for you?" And I said. I have to write this story about coaches who've won the Super Bowl, and you know I, I you know I'm sorry to bother you, but i i I just need a couple quotes so I can fill out the space and he says well if if, if you think it's a dumb story, why are you doing it and I said, well, because, yeah, they're making me, you know all of us have to write for the section <laughs> and and right. blah 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 blah, and then, so they're forcing me to do it and don says he says, "Well, I think your attitude is horse blank." <laughs> He said, why should nice. I waste my time talking to you if you think talking to me is a waste of time? And it, it literally stood me straight up. And I said, I am so sorry. You are 100% right. And then he was great. And I, lear- I learned a great lesson from that. If you're going to ask somebody for, time, for their time, you damn well better respect the fact that they're giving it to you. It was one of the best lessons I ever learned in journalism. There
2: you go interesting too uh you know sort of a parallel uh i I was doing some stringing for espn with a friend of mine uh that they uh, needed a a a shot uh, of don shula answering uh, a couple of questions and they fed you the questions to go ahead and feed him Uh, i wasn't on camera appearing i was just feeding him the questions i I said well don uh, you're not going to necessarily like this first one and uh he looks at me and says well if i don't like it uh, i'll walk off And, and of course the question that they had fed me was don shula do you think the game has passed you oh, by? No. <laughs> now, naturally, they're not going to oh, send God. Schefter down here to uh, go ahead and ask that question or Mortensen. Uh, My so question they have was, it.
0: did you get to ask the second one?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I got a black eye. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> I was happy, John, that they, uh, sent, the uh, the Jaguars and the Dolphins to London because, uh, it was retribution for me buying an MGB that was imported here many <laughs> years ago. And I thought it was a pretty cool car, which, uh, lasted me about 3,000 miles. Uh, what, what are you working on? You're always working on something. What's coming up next?
0: Well, uh, one, uh, four weeks from tomorrow, my book on race and sports, uh, which is called Raise a Fist, Take a Knee, uh, comes out. I mean, people can, Pre-buy, uh, pre-order it now on Amazon. But uh, I think we discussed this briefly in the past. Uh, for years, yes. I, I wanted to write a book about race in sports, and, and 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 the 2017 anthem protests really made it clear to me how polarized we are racially and i thought well that's 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 the book i want to do about how polarized we are and then as i started doing my research i realized that saying we're polarized racially in this country is like saying that tomorrow's tuesday um (laughs) and the book really evolved into what it is like in 2021 to be black as much progress as we've made and we certainly have you know as leonard hamilton the florida state coach said Uh, To me, you know, when I grew up, I couldn't go in a movie theater. I lived in in the Jim Crow South. Uh, I couldn't sit in the front of the bus. And now all of that is gone. He said, but we're still miles and miles and miles away from being where where we need to go. And and I found found that to be true with just about everybody I interviewed. In fact, not, not one black person I interviewed, you know, many of them famous, dating back to the first quarterbacks, Marlon Briscoe, James Harris. Doug Williams, um, and guys like that. and Tony Dungy, who was a quarterback in college but didn't get drafted because he was black and a quarterback. Warren Moon also didn't get drafted because he was black and a quarterback in the 70s. But I talked you know, to the most important college basketball coaches. I was lucky to talk to John Thompson before he got sick. But every one of them had at least one story, and in most cases more than one story, about being pulled over for DWB driving while black, you know, and the first question was almost always, where did you get this car? (laughs) Um, And and but the the funniest story, not that these are funny incidents, but uh, Cullen Jones, whose name you may not know, but he was uh, an Olympic swimmer, a rare black superstar in swimming. He was part of the Michael Phelps relay, famous Michael Phelps relay in 2008 at Beijing. The day after George Floyd was shot, he lives in Charlotte. Uh, he went out to walk his dog. And as he was walking his dog, a uh, police car goes by and screeches to a halt, makes a U-turn, comes back to where he is and says, where did you get that dog? And <laughs> Cullen says, it, it, it's my dog. So really, <laughs> what kind of dog is it? Bull Terrier, I think that's what it was. And, and uh, well, how long have you had it? Well, since he was a puppy, seven years old. And the guy kind of nods and goes, okay, drives away. And I said, Colin, congratulations. You're the first guy I've interviewed who got stopped for WDWB walking dog while black. <laughs> and Jeez. None of us yeah, who well, are that, white yeah. can empathize. We can sympathize, yeah. but we haven't lived it. No. And there are some remarkable anecdotes and stories. Uh, I take no credit for them. I simply interviewed these guys uh, in the book that, that I think, uh emphasize just how far we still have to go, unfortunately.
2: Not that this hasn't happened way, or is unprecedented on our show NFL. before, but uh, we had uh, sort of a parallel incident, uh, you know, and we've had uh, guys get pulled over while they were talking to us on the show, Uh various degenerates that, that are uh, giving us uh, gambling picks. But uh, Grant Long, the former Heat player and a longtime NBA player, actually was pulled over uh in, in a very similar fashion for uh, driving while black uh, while he was doing an interview with us uh, on the program yeah. so uh, it's yeah. uh, it's still happening no, today and this that. was a guy who was as big in michigan uh, as you could possibly get
0: well and and uh, there there's a story about um a guy named Kenny Norman who played for the the LA Clippers when they were still playing in the sports arena and you, you had to drive through south central LA to get to the sports arena and he's driving to the arena one day, you know, to play and he pulls us into a gas station and he's pumping gas and a police car screeches up, two cops get out and they throw him across the hood of the car because they just assumed someone, a black person in central South central LA driving a nice car had to have stolen the car. And, and this crazy is the stuff. kind of thing. Yeah, it's crazy stuff. And this is the kind of thing that if you are black, You know is part of your life i i kenny williams the vice president of the white sox uh told me a story about being pulled over and he knew he hadn't done anything wrong and he was getting starting to get angry with the cop you know who can blame him and and i and i said well what happened he said he said i did what he told me to do because i didn't want to die and if any of the three of us get pulled over we're upset we don't want to get a ticket we don't want to get points on our license whatever when a black person gets pulled over a lot of the time they're worried about dying because it's happened
2: yeah Uh, it sounds like a fascinating piece of work and uh, always great john feinstein thanks so much for joining us uh, here on the show it's always a pleasure my friend and as soon as we saw that Gruden stuff, we said uh, well, we have to get John on the program here because uh, nobody would be better on this topic. And uh, we appreciate you coming on the program and always sharing time with us.
0: Happy to do it. Uh, good to talk to you guys again. I hope we'll get to talk about the book more after you've had a chance to – To see it, and I'm I'm sure Leslie Visser will hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Not because of what's in it, but because I
2: wrote it. (laughs) Who wrote it? (laughs) Great as always, John. Thanks so much. Stay safe, John. Thanks, guys. Take care.
3: Another tough South Florida football weekend. More after this. Recently we realized it's not just hurricane season that can hurt us. Any time of year, things can happen to your home or business. And the insurance company can be your friend but they also can be your enemy horizon public adjusters justina testa are here for you to help this process go so much easier before you call the insurance company call horizon public adjusters and justina testa at 954-809-8752 would you go into court without an attorney so why would you go up against an insurance company without horizon public adjusters and justina testa seven to ten times more money recovered with a public adjuster than if you went on your own. If there's no recovery, there's no fee, give them a call at 954-809-8752. Why go up against insurance companies alone when you can have Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa on your side?
0: State of Florida versus Casey Marie Anthony. We, the jury, find the defendant not guilty. The law, my boy, puts us into everything. It's the
3: ultimate backstage pass. For first Charging the defendant, Aaron Hernandez, what say you
0: Madam not poor person? Guilty. Just the facts, ma'am.
3: We, the jury, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty.
0: You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want
3: answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Do you solemnly swear to tell the truth holds without nothing but the truth?
1: Sightly! What have I got to lose? Don't believe a word he says, Your Honor. He's crazy.
3: So the Canes and the Dolphins, once again, brought frustration across South Florida. The Canes, who started the season with loads of hope, found themselves again on the short end of a late-game miss, leading to another rough loss in a 2-4 start to the 2021 campaign. The Dolphins welcomed Tua back, who played well, with 329 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, on 70% passing, however, a tough second half, being outscored 13-7, led to a loss to the then 0-5 Jets. Two seasons that started with such hope and excitement have been totally derailed. Questions with both teams reside at the top. Annie Diaz, Chris Greer, and Brian Flores are all on the hot seat. The future looks in jeopardy for everyone, and it should. It is time to see change for the better instead of the same old story. Luby's Law for the day is, once again, pain is prominent in South Florida for football fans. It feels like it is time for change for both the Canes and Finns sooner than later. This is Luby's Law.
2: Destination Sport Miami is here to revolutionize the sports landscape in South Florida. The largest indoor multifaceted sports complex in North America is on the way. With distinguished leaders of its various sports programs and unparalleled access to the finest indoor training fields and facilities, Destination Sport Miami will set South Florida apart as the destination of choice for elite athletic training and development and for its dedication to youth programs and sports on all levels. A phenomenal concept and a powerful undertaking, Destination Sport Miami will also be an important commodity in the sports business community as well. Destination Sport Miami, it's time has come.
1: Since day one of old school, we've had Catholic Health Services be part of our family. They are recognized as the quintessential rehab facility in the southeast for strokes. But it goes well beyond strokes because Catholic Health Services is in the community of South Florida to help the community stay healthy. And if they're not healthy, get them healthy and get them back on their feet quicker than they could have ever expected. They do it every single day. It's step and repeat 24-7. Catholic Health Services. From the newly renovated sports bar to the beautiful bayside views captured at the Tiki Bar, Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill has it all. Located at Mile Marker 104, the Big Chill also offers waterfront dining while experiencing breathtaking sunset views of the Florida Keys. It's simply the hottest spot in the Keys to cool off. That's Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill at Mile Marker 104 in Key Largo. For more information, call today at 305 four five three nine zero six six
2: the championship meet is right around the corner at Gulfstream Park the only place for live racing Gulfstream's action has never been hotter whether it's on the track in the casino or part of the dining and entertainment offered at the village of Gulfstream Park currently running Thursday through Sunday Gulfstream's racing package is the best in the country with all the top horses and people in the game pointing towards another tremendous winter season Check out the remodeled first-floor casino, open seven days and nights a week, along with the many special events and concerts happening at Gulfstream Park. You can place your wagers from anywhere at firstbet.com. Check the calendar of events at gulfstreampark.com. Buy your lease at house and take it to the house at Deal Volkswagen. Anna and her team make your next VW purchase or lease so easy, with new inventory rolling in daily and the biggest selection of certified pre-owned vehicles in the business. You can make your deal online at dealvolkswagen.com or visit the beautiful showroom in the classic location, 3601 Bird Road, right in the heart of the Gables. Or give Anna and the team at Deal a call at 305-448-DEEL. Jettas, Passats, Tiguan's, Atlas models, and the hottest vehicle in the industry, the new Taos, all at unbeatable prices and all ready to roll off the showroom floor at the number one Volkswagen dealership around, Deal Volkswagen.